Hi, and welcome to episode two of A Hairy Situation. Today, we're discussing the song A.M. Um, I'm Emily. I'm Tosh. And I'm Emily. Yeah, so um, welcome, guys. It's our second episode. How do we feel? Grizzled and uh, uh, experienced. Oh, yeah. Just like a few adjectives are just popping into my head. Yeah. Um, Seasoned practiced all these things thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank um, you. I, no no i'm it was, happy it was, to be here yeah you go you know? yeah ready for round two um, yeah let's do it yeah so this song today is am it's off the album made in the am so you see what they did there oh no um, that's the name of their album <laughs> so this yes. is like the quintessential song this is like the was this a single no, this was not a single. This was actually oh. a bonus track. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Why do you not like Made Maybe. in the AM? I'm just a little distressed because, I mean, not to spoil <laughs> it, but my main criti- critique of this song was going to be that, like, the hook is, like, really cringe and embarrassing. Like, this whole, like, Made in the AM. Oh, the, oh. And now I find well, out I, I, there's a whole we're album. We're going to be off sync here because... Like, like my my favorite lyric, I think, is maybe your least favorite. Then wow, well you know what, what you're saying, but we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm I, I'm, I can wow. be wrong. So you're like the whole album now to you is cringe. <laughs> Just the phrasing made in the AM. It feels like well, it's trying too hard to be like trendy. It feels very boy band. I mean, it is a boy band. Anyway, it's AM on the album made in the AM. So this is One Direction's last album that they made as a group so this is their fifth studio album and and it was a bonus track so yeah so this was actually a bonus track on made in the am the last track of the entire album so it's like you could say this is the last thing anyone heard of one direction because like if people were listening to the entire album and then they heard the bonus track you know what i mean like like yeah i guess okay yeah yeah, okay okay. but let's try to be deep yeah i mean it's not that deep um but, yeah, anyway, so this album was their first and only album after Zayn departed in March oh. of 2015. So, yeah, so this was just the four of them. Um, I, didn't, I felt like there was a little less zaniness, if you know what I mean, in this. No, no, sorry. No, I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I can't with you. But yeah, no, Zayn left in 2015, and then this one came out. So this album was released that following November. So, you know, just a mere, like, what is that? Just like five months. or so months. They were like, all right, Zayn, bye. I'd have to imagine they had, like, previously written stuff or, like, had, yeah, like, collaborators I mean, of course that were they writing were already, stuff, like, like planning while it, it. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Of course they were planning it, but yeah, they... But also maybe it means that, on the other hand, maybe uh, old Zayn wasn't doing that much. I mean, oh, he my... did have a very different vision for One Direction. Oh, really? Yeah, and... Uh... That's ironic with the name of the band. He wanted to go oh, my a second God. direction. <laughs> we're going to start tallying all the terrible <laughs> jokes she made. I think this is, like, number two, and we're, like, five minutes in. Um, but anyway, but this album... Even though Zayn left, and I think like a lot of One Direction fans were like very devastated over that. Um, this was still the sixth best-selling album of 2015. Wow! Hmm. So 
Yeah, good for them. Pretty good, yeah, good for them. It uh, debuted at number one in the UK and number two in the US. I don't think I have any albums above top ten. Oh, you don't have any best-selling no, albums? No, yeah, I don't. So, like, yeah, who am I to... <laughs> pretty good yeah um so this so this was kind of like pretty well received like even by the critics um they compared this album to the likes of Coldplay, paul mccartney um you know like really big name work so it was like a i feel like this album was just a little bit of a different style than they had kind of gone with before it was moving into like oh interesting deeper things um like you know this song am was like more acoustic-y um, than they had done in the past. I, I kind of like, I'll save the actual comment for later, but I did feel pick up a little bit of Coldplay on the song. But Yeah, like with the guitar. Yeah, and then riff. also like like there's a part like when they're like singing the, like a refrain that, ooh, that just oh, felt yeah. very Coldplay to me, the way they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so AM, so the specific song, it was written by all four members um, plus... Wayne Hector, John Ryan, Ed Druitt, and Julian Benetta. So this had a lot of writers. It had in total eight writers. Um, so, you know, they probably all played just a tiny part in all of it. Um, but, yeah, so this this writing team was really big um, impact, like, through all their albums. So, like, we have Wayne Hector. He was a British songwriter. He has 11 writing credits for One Direction. Um, he's done things. Things for people like Britney Spears and Nicki Minaj. Um, we have John Ryan, who's also a big name. He has 27 writing credits for One Direction. Um, and he previously knew them through like an X Factor connection. Um, Ed Druitt wrote nine One Direction songs. And then the last guy, Julian ben- Bunetta, he is a like huge part in one direction he also like kind of followed harry into like his solo career but julian Bonetta has 42 writing credits for one direction including this song so you i know, didn't even think they had that many songs oh they have a lot of songs like 43 uh, well i mean like if they have five albums and just saying 10 songs an album that's at least 50 so he wrote like over half of one direction's anthology Bunetta's like pretty right. much like Wow. Bunetta is the direction. He is <laughs> he's the direction they're all going in. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that was like a lot of um, you know, just hard facts about this song. But I will say, um this is directly from a quote from Bunetta. Um he said that this was written this song AM was written in a cab while they were driving around London. And they had a guitar, a laptop, and they were like, let's write this song, mm. you know, about, like, personal experiences and just, like, those times in the morning where we have spent, like, really opening up and writing songs together because th- they knew kind of that this was their last album and that they were going on a hiatus. Mm. Um, but he says, like, the title of the album, Made in the AM, is, like, it was named after this song am so they wrote the song first then titled the album and he said it was kind of like a nod to their other albums because their first one was up all night and then they had another one called midnight memories so now we have made in the am the, the end of so the I saga 
I hope this makes you feel better about the choice. So Um, let me be clear. I love the idea of, like, made in the morning. Like, I think the sentiment is perfect. Mm -hmm. I think the phrasing made in the a.m. is really embarrassing. Like, there's no one talks like that. No one says, (laughs) oh, do you want to stay till the a.m.? Like, no one says that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I do. That's like a British thing. You, you, if See you, you in the like, AM. I, I maybe it is. Sorry. Maybe I'm just being an American. Yeah. But I will say that story uh, uh, endears me to this song at least a lot more. Because I, I don't know, there's something special about like just, you know, jamming out and, and like, you know, uh, maybe I'm reading more into it than, than I should. But like, you know, just like the melancholy of like them breaking up or something, feeling that like putting that feeling into a song, like, yeah, I can respect the song more now. I absolutely love this song. I think that the the themes work extremely well. I think that the poetry of the phrase right. "Won't you stay till the AM" really <laughs> is lacking. But I think Could, that the song yeah. itself maybe it was is a, really really it took, great. It took eight people. It took eight people to think of that. I mean, I'm going to start using it. I'm yeah. going to be like, "Hey, Emily." Do you want to come over? We can uh, stay up till the a.m. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I just, Can't wait to see uh, yeah. you till the a.m., my love. Um, uh, would you have liked it more if it was, won't you stay till the morning? Possibly. All our favorite conversations are made know. in the morning. I, morning seems boring at this well, point. You know what? I, I'm actually, I'm I'm turning. You're I'm like an a.m. guy. Yeah, Maybe a. sunrise or like dawn, you know. I mean, there's just a lot we can do here. Stay to, oh, stay to the sunrise. That would have been. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm um, higher. Yeah. We need to be higher. Honestly, the, the three of us um, just fixed it. But I do, I do like this song quite a lot. And I think, I, you know, I love morning conversations. I just think, you know. Right. Yes. No, I was about to say that. harder with the words. They could have tried a little harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to, to match it with the concepts because exactly. yeah, I totally resonate with the like what they're what they're singing about here. Yeah, because like, well, and also I think like I will defend the use of AM here as a lyric because I think more than something like saying morning or sunrise or whatever, like kind of evokes that like really really early morning like not just like oh, it's 5 a.m or 6 a.m but it's like you're like up at 2 3 a.m and it it evokes that like you know you have stayed up all night and it's like we've all been there you know we've stayed up late with our friends and everyone's sleepy but no one's really ready for the night end, so you're just talking mm. and you're saying whatever whatever comes to mind there's like no inhibitions anymore like it's a place to be really open um, and I think that's a nice thing. Right, I think yeah. I've been persuaded. Or I think I've been persuaded because you're if it's referring yeah. to like literally when the time switches from p.m. to a.m., it makes sense. Yeah, like that to me. That is why I like it because it evokes more of that like yeah. you've been up all night. Uh, that's you know to reference their first album. Right. But yeah, you've like stayed up all night, and now you realize like oh like. It's 2 a.m. Like, how did this happen? We've just been sitting here talking, hanging out. Um, mm. So you're thinking they're like, they're packing this whole concept of like the idea of staying up until past midnight. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Because, you know, like that's, I feel like you, when you have some of your deepest conversations. Like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, I don't I totally agree with like, that. But I like that. I like that, that, that theory of like, that's yeah, they yeah, I have like another theory that's stupid. Yeah, let's go um, ahead. Uh, you know, it could be AM stands for something that we don't even understand, you know? 
Oh, wait. what if it's what if it's something like really like way off the cuff, and then like it would just mi- like all the lyrics it just would blow our them, mind. Like, Whoa, yeah, like I don't know, uh, anger management. Oh, uh, mm. um, after manicures. <laughs> I will say it was speculated that AM or made in the AM referred to after Malik or Malik, <gasps> however you say Zane's last name. Oh. Um, people were like, oh my God. I didn't know we were a conspiracy God. theory podcast. Well, as we <laughs> said, we contain multitudes. This is a podcast for everything. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they literally, people were like, yeah, this means like it was made in the aftermath of Malik, saying Malik. So, Ooh, I mean, that's an Malik. interesting one. I don't that, that That's a little, that would be a little weird though, just because like it, there's uh there's some, uh, there's some, uh, you know, like Jesus overtones with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> A-D-A-M, uh, like after death, like, oh, like you're like really elevating Zane up to this point. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. Uh, so I don't know, like if that is the case, then oof. Well, I, I mean, I don't I, think, I don't it, think is. it is, yeah, think but it is it's interesting. And plus, why would they like title their whole album based off like this guy who stabbed them in the back? Oh uh, yeah. Are you looking that up? No, I'm just um, thinking though. Like, I I feel like that is definitely a fan theory that like would resonate. But yeah, I. I, well, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to get into the whole Zane thing because part of me is like, was, was the rest of One Direction really that mad? Or were they like, okay, cool, now we can break up and the fans won't be mad? <laughs> well, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of both because I think they all, by this point, were out of time where, like, you know, they were ready to, like, explore their own. Um, but, you know, Harry Styles, like, because, you know, I've been reading about him specifically, had said that, you know, he, like, loved being in the band and he wasn't looking to, like, go solo, like, at that time. Um, But then, like, Zane kind of, I guess, opened that door really abruptly for all of them. Right. So. Yeah. It's like a roommate that you know is going to move out but doesn't give you notice that they're moving. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, I think it was probably really obvious that Zane was, like, unhappy um in the band and i so i guess they knew it was kind of coming but the way it happened they it was just like a big shock and yeah well um we can keep talking about the song sorry i didn't mean to like uh give us this or take us on this tangent about zane no i mean you know it's an important one because again this is like the first album after okay okay he or the only album after he left but yeah, I mean, again, I don't think they would name like a whole album after like. Yeah, yeah, that, that's they giving, to, like, giving put, him too much credit. Right. You know well, I mean? it's giving him too much power, and it's like they still wanted to be a band and be known as like One Direction. And interestingly enough, One Direction has not actually broken up. They're still technically a current band. Oh, so we're gonna get like forty-year-old One Direction at some point. Huh? I oh mean, I gosh. would be down for it. Dad bod One Direction. <laughs> I, I think Emily just started having visions, like, like was, visual images. I mean, you know, I'll just imagine, yeah, like, like, you know, like Niall or like Louie, just, oh God, like <sighs> 45 years old. Oh my God. Well, I think Louie's a dad already. Huh? So he might be packing on the dad bod. Huh? I mean, not all dad bod owners are dads. I'm just saying. 
Well, we know that. I just want to leave that open to, like, you know, for, for like, when eventually I let myself go. And And you're not a dad. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk more specifically about the song. So, thoughts, likes, dislikes. We already know Emily's previous beef with the um, AM. Yeah. No, um, you know, I, I, like, like I said this a little earlier, but, yeah, even that first, like, frame by Harry, like, uh, Won't You Stay Till I Am, all my favorite, co- yeah, like, I think we've all said this at some point during, so far, is, like, we, we've all had those moments, and we all look on those moments with fondness, and so, that's just, like, starting off a song, like, that's, like, uh, aiming towards my heart right there, you know, with the, with the lyrics. Yeah. Um. And then uh, I do like the like chorus part, and I'm I'm sneaking this in from the favorite favorite lyric, but oh well. Um, like the because we don't know. Oh no, sorry. We're just swimming around in our glasses and talking out of our asses. I just love the idea that like that's all of them singing it. Yeah. So they all have to like, you know. Say, I don't know. Like for some reason, just saying that phrase is more like it makes me like them more you think of them as like a cohesive group yeah or or just like saying a phrase like that that is not like necessarily like the most flowery oh, uh, yeah. attractive to like a little girl you know like talking out of our asses like does not come across to me as a like boy band thing to say so yeah. i don't know I, I liked i appreciated that about that lyric so that was another thing yeah yeah, um, I I did really like the song. I liked the acoustic-y um, kind of aesthetic. I also really like whenever they start to add all the voices, and it almost feels like a pub song in a way. Like, it just feels, like, very yes. relaxed and, like, something that, you know, you could sit around and people would be, like, swinging their, their like, drinks to. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't know the backstory of the song, and I do agree that it kind of makes it more meaningful. Um but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a, a nice, it's a cozy song. I will say, you know, I was listening to it earlier today and my mother was in the room and she was like, yeah, that's a very medium song. She was like, you know, it's not a single. <laughs> it's not going to be their big yeah. hit. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's on the album. And I this was is, like, yeah, You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, a... I think it's like you said, it's a cozy song. And I don't. That's a good phrase for it. by the Yeah. Way. And it wasn't meant to be a single or a big hit. And it. I think it rounds out the album really nicely because it's like they go through all their songs and then it's just like we're just gonna have one last drink together mm. and really like bear it all to each other and to our fans and I think that's really nice and I, I like this song because it it could be replied to like a r- romantic relationship but it could it's also just about like friendships right. and you know like in general right. people that you really bond with. Right, it might not necessarily be like traditional, like romantic song. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's that's always appreciated too. Oh, and then like I saw, I just saw like a little block of lyrics that bridge where they're like, "Ooh, that's like the part." Like I don't know, like I just got Coldplay vibes from that. Oh yeah, yeah. and I love Coldplay, so yeah. yeah, yeah, Coldplay fans here. That Coldplay. could be our next podcast. Yeah. Also, this song makes me think about like. Do y'all ever have those experiences where you meet someone new and they're like maybe a mutual friend or something and you just like really connect with them and you stay up like all night talking like at a party or something and it's just like you two and then like you never talk to them like ever again but you have like these really really deep conversations 
Uh, that's what this song reminds me of. Oh, you mean like outside of that context? Like you never talked like because yeah. I've had that before. Like, um, like like house parties that I would go to with my friends. Like there would just always be at the end of the night, you know, just like everyone like has fun, everyone leaves, and there's just four or five of us. And there are definitely one or two in the group that I just normally... It's not that we didn't like each other. We just never You just really, never connect. Yeah, we just never really, like, talk outside of these events. And even during the parties, we would never really, like, come walk across and have a conversation. But we would always have the deepest conversations um, with, with each other at the end of these nights. And then, yeah, no, it's... Like yeah. I said before, it's just something that really... It's, it's a really special part of my memories, and so just to hear a song talking about the concept is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Emily? Um, I feel like you're so quiet. I, do, I don't know. You know, it's like I really liked the song, but I don't know that I have very much to say about it. Like, I like the sentiment. I like the aesthetic. Um, there were a few lines I like that I thought were kind of cringe. Like, um, well, maybe cringe is the wrong word, but like, you know, don't want to sleep because we're dreaming out loud. I feel like that line probably inspired the musical um, The Greatest Showman, like, on its own. Like, it just literally, I feel like that line was copied and pasted into the lyrics. Um, uh, I but... have forgotten about that musical, but you're exactly right. Wasn't that, you? weren't you saying one of those writers, like, wrote musicals? Um. Oh, yes. Bunetta, like, the big writer, he wrote music for, like, Step Up. Oh my gosh. And a Cinderella story. So, you know, okay. yeah, so, you know, that does have musical vibes. Yeah. But again, um, like, you yeah. know, I, I don't think any of this is going to go down in like the history books is like great poetry, but the sentiment is nice, right? Break, break these clocks, forget about time. There could be a World War Three going on outside. I like the idea, right? When you're in these conversations, you, you really are kind of insulated. You don't care what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, but yeah. I, I do. I do have a favorite lyric, though. I don't know if I'm jumping oh. ahead, though. I really like... Well... Okay. I can wait. I already no, said mine. No, I already said mine, too, so... <laughs> Say it. You and me were raised in the same part of town, got these scars on the same ground. I love that line, and I, like, just have such a soft spot for, like, the, uh, you know, like, grew up together, sweethearts... Um, trope, and so I just love the idea of, you know, like, we grew up together, and we suffered together, we got our scars from the same ground, um, and that kind of shared experience, and again, that works really well for the whole One Direction, if it's, like, their Mm. goodbye song or whatever, it works really well, too. Yeah. I really like that lyric, too, because, like, um, it really makes me think of, like, friends that I grew up with, and that maybe I don't really necessarily talk to anymore, but it's, like, you know, those are some of the people that know you, like, the most. Um, just because they did grow up with you. They saw you, like, at your worst, at your most vulnerable, probably at your most awkward. And, you know, I think it's something, like, nice about, like, yeah, we have, like, the same scars. We went through the same thing. And, you know. Mm. And, like, I feel like if I did talk to somebody, you know, from, like, my past, like, we could stay up talking reminiscing and until the a.m. yeah no no, and and like 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 the scars on the same ground yeah that like the whole let that idea those kinds of stories don't usually come out outside of this kind of situation of just like we've gotten past the like uh 
the the surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to know each other. We're a little relaxed, and we're like we're like kind of tired, and we've kind of like um, redu- like lowered our bar- like social barriers a little bit. So like, yeah, I mean, I I know some of the like most personal conversations. Uh, I've, I've learned like most personal details I, I I know about people like came from these kinds of conversations. Right, right. right. You know, like, I will say, <laughs> the World War Three lyric. I oh, did not yeah. like. I was about to say, like, uh, when did this come out? What time did this come out? Twenty fifteen. Was, was there something going on, like, when they were releasing this that they're like, do you think that there was like some, you know? I don't think so. Something. I just think you know that's like a, a World War Three is just something you use to like, be really dramatic yeah. of like, oh, like that would be a catastrophic event. Um, but I feel like now in 2022, when there is like a literal, <laughs> probably world war, maybe that's you know, what's in the works, to me thinking this. it's like, it feels like that lyric didn't age well, because like, if there's a world war going out on outside, you will know about it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't like uh, that lyric is, is a little cringe to me, but other than that, I really, really like the song. Mm. I do love the, um. This wasn't what I put as my favorite lyric, but I do love the break these clocks, forget about time. And mm. that is so, such like, I don't know, a sixth grade like poetry line or something, you know, but I just love it. I love that oh. idea of like, time doesn't exist anymore because I don't know about y'all, but like, that's how I always feel in those like, the early morning hours, like, especially if I've been out, you know. It's always like there's a point in the night where, um, you know, it might be like 11 or 12 or 1 a.m. And you're just like, this night, I wish it could last forever. And you almost don't want it to like, Mm. you don't want the morning or the sunrise to come. You just want to stay here in this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, and then, and then I think that that's like also telling of our time with our phones we just get so distracted by our phones, so we're always aware of what time it is, you know, wow. almost always. So it's just like, yeah, like, break free from that. It's like a poignant, if it was what they were trying to say, way of saying, like, yeah, just turn off a little bit. Let's just experience each other. Yeah. You say po- poignant, 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 poignant. I'm sorry, ESL. No, I, I can't really say that word either. How do you say it? Poignant. 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 <laughs> it's definitely not the easiest. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I really like this song. Um, well, Emily, why don't you tell us uh, your favorite lyrics since both of us ha- already have. Okay, well. We just kind of skip around a little bit. Emily is going to, you know, really, really <gasps> give me shit for this because <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite lyric was, feels like this could be forever right now. Don't want to sleep because we're dreaming out loud. Oh, no. Like it's it's I I love the greatest showman, so it's fine. I'm embarrassed now, but I'm I'm gonna stick to my guns. That's my favorite lyric, Um, just because, like I said earlier, um, you know, it's that feeling when you just don't want the night to end. And um, I'm gonna be really sappy here, but um, Emily knows this, like. Since I've moved to Dallas four years ago, I have found, like, some of my best friends. And it's more than I could ever dream of. It's, you know, better relationships than I knew were possible. And, you know, that dreaming out loud, like, just really, really sticks with me. Um, 
because it's like yeah like you have what you want now there's no need to look elsewhere um shout out to all my so, dallas friends uh, so sad. make that possible yeah uh, Dallas friends of Emily make fun of her next time you meet her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they would. Uh, they would. Um, so yeah. So those. I guess we've talked about um, all of our favorite lyrics. Yeah. Are y'all ready for the, um, Ooh, the... stylish speculation? I'm okay. so ready. Yeah, let's do it. Is it is it the AM thing? Because well, I'm, okay. I'm not interested if it's not the AM thing. It is. Um, ten like a tangent to or like you know like near that. Okay, I'm in. So the lyric, you know, I'm always gonna look for your face, could be a reference to former bandmate Zane, or could just refer in general to the one D members knowing that they're about to go on a hiatus. So, you know, I'm always going to look for your face. Yeah, so that's the bridge part that you were talking about, Coldplay, it vibes. Because, um, like, you the bridge goes, you know. A love song to Zane? I mean, maybe, or each other. Because yeah. they say, you know, I'm always coming back to this place. You know, I'm always going to look for your face. Mm. And I think, you know, I mean, it could refer to Zane like they still like don't or they don't have hard feelings toward him. You know, they're still gonna uh, like welcome him back. Um, I'd say I feel like I buy the AM conspiracy theory oh more than I buy this one. The after Moloch makes more like I don't know. I feel like that has how does that make more sense? A little bit more likeliness. Than, I'm always gonna look for your face. Cause that could mean anyone. Why did did Zane sing about faces a lot? No, but it's just like it's obviously about someone that's not in their life anymore. Does Zane's middle name uh, rhyme with face? Maybe that's it. <laughs> no, you're. We're reading between the okay. lines. Okay. We're reading between the reading, lines. Like, I will say, the, the more lines. I go back to these lyrics, the more I read the song as like being about you know them, especially because like we have these lyrics of like, you know talking out of our asses like we're all gonna make it, which really kind of makes it feel like it's not about two people. Yeah. Um, right. So I do feel like the I'm always going to look for your face. I don't read it necessarily about Zane, but I do think it would make sense as being about like the four of them. You know, we're, we're singing yeah. about like this group of right. friends and we're always going to look for each other. Yeah. Like they have to know at this point that they're like. Yeah. No, like, they knew. Last... Oh, they, they knew. knew. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Because a lot of the music videos for like this album too, like kind of had that feel. But. And also, like, when they would perform and stuff, you know, it was, like, five of them on stage. And they would, like, you know, have to do, like, not choreography, but, like, you know, when they're singing, they would, like, look at each other and stuff. So I think it does evoke that sense of, like, now they're going to be on stage by themselves, but they're always going to try to look. They might, like, look to the side looking for, you know, one of the other members to, like, connect with. Um, That makes sense. And I think, you know, like, again, that whole got these scars on the same ground. Like, they started in the same place, and they went through all, like, the rise of fame um, with each other. Hmm. So I think yeah, no, it's and definitely about about them. It's definitely, yeah. It, yeah, the more, the more I think about it, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, especially, in, in the, like, that, that story you mentioned with how they came up with the song, just, like, in a cab together just singing about the people that they're yeah. with yeah that makes that 
that makes a lot of sense. Also, do you think that they were just like, hey, cab driver, just just drive in circles while we make this song up? <laughs> Wait, you know, it's like we have a guitar yeah. and we're Listen, just going to Listen, yeah, I'm going to pull out this I guitar. I was wondering just, about like, that. Run, run yeah. around. You know what? Like, hey, just keep the meter running. Let's just keep going. Go down to New Jersey if you need to. Yeah. They they were in London. Okay. Go down. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Go gosh. up to Scotland. I, I don't know my geography at all. Well, sorry. for some reason, he did specify a black cab. Does that like is that a fancy one in London? And no, when you lived in England, black cabs you know, are a thing, right? I actually don't know. I didn't take very many. Is this cabs. like a? But oh, I, do think I know. As I furiously Google. Yeah, yeah, like is this like a you know an Uber X kind of Maybe. situation or like when the Uber XL. Oh, okay. I mean, it has to be big enough for them to fit a guitar in there, like, and comfortably, so that they could play it, you know? So it was probably, I don't think like, they were have some elbow room. and they just didn't want to say that, yeah. so they were like, oh, yeah, it was a cab, for sure. Yeah, it was more yeah. homey, I like, that, the homey vibe. I mean, the black car is always a thing, but, like, yeah, that definitely looks like a European, like, car, and it's like a black taxi. So. Yeah, and also we have to remember, All like, London black cabs, to, uh, yeah, sorry. So, so, yeah, no, I think that's, that's the case, it's just referring to them being in London. Yeah, I think, like... Also, they, I mean, we know they didn't just, like, record this entire song all in the back. They probably were like, we yeah. have an idea. Here's yeah, a few yeah, yeah, chords. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, made in the, uh, what is it, Sunrise? No, that's not good enough. Let's, let's go back to the recording studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all eight of them came up with that simultaneously. Yep. It, it yeah. was just magic. They, like, actually all called each other on a on a zoom call and they're just like i have it no i have it no i have it let's say it at the same time and they all say it at the same time oh that's some nice fanfic yeah that's the newest <laughs> fanfic uh, i'm going to be writing it i will post can, the links to it you can post and, it on tumblr yeah it'll be a uh zane x everyone else fanfic um wow. the yeah and it's going to be called made in the am and the am definitely stands for something different but i cannot say it here wow I guess you'll have to wait and find out. Oh, okay. It's a secret. This is all made up. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not following through on any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so I wanted to go back to a point that you made, Tosh, about the line, um, we're just swimming around in our glasses, talking out of our asses, like we're all going to make it. Um, You said, you know, this was obviously a line... um, that didn't feel like boy band ish. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, and I remember thinking the same thing when I first heard this album, um, because yeah, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but like when this album came out, I was ready for it, and I, you know, listened to it like immediately when it came out. But I remember being a little like shocked at like just the rawness of these lyrics because. Again, this was, like, the first time that they had ever used, like, a curse word, even though it's, like, kind of a mild one. This was the first time they'd ever done that. Any of their tracks, again, because they were probably appealing to a younger audience. And so I think this was a really good segue into saying, like, like we're adults now. We're going to, we're moving on from, like, our youth. Um, You know, again, like, their previous albums having that sense of, like, midnight up all night and you know being like wild and stuff and then they're like we're growing up and you know we're like much chiller and we're going to move into more adult things Mm -hmm. with our music and with our careers yeah do you think that 
this is tangential, but like something you said made me think this. Uh, you think that the that, that Ashes lyric is why it's a bonus track? Could be. You think that's like a record company thing? Like, oh, can't put this. Yeah, it could be. And they're like, well, this is crucial to the the, the album. I mean, the album is named after it. And, that's true. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, it could be why. Um, but I mean, it's it's not like something that would make the album as marked explicit though. That okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I need. We need to start a new section of the show called Conspiracy Cor- Corner, where we <laughs> make up conspiracies, and We're... then you can just cut it all out. Just, oh, okay. Just let me vent my conspiracies out. Okay. Or we'll just be like, okay, three, two, one. Tosh just just spew, spew out all your conspiracies and for ten minutes straight, and then <laughs> just let you get it all out. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds good to me. So yeah. Um. So now we'll move into the Harry Fun Fact. Um, I think y'all are going to like this one. So, you know, we mentioned Coldplay earlier. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Harry Styles has called Chris Martin, who is the frontman of Coldplay, his musical idol. And he cites him as one of the reasons he loves music. Wow. So, wow. Coldplay inspired yeah. Harry Styles. Um, and the admiration is mutual because... Chris Martin has said that One Direction is brilliant and loves all of their songs. Is Chris Martin British? Because yes. brilliant could just be like, oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant, mate. Well, oh, it's brilliant, mate. I still think that's like a really oh, I feel like it's like a heavier word. In a, in a, oh, no, I'm not I'm not trying to, I, I guess I am, but I'm not trying to downplay uh, the, the... I don't know why, the, but the, I always like him Australian. But I mean, I am not very, you know, plugged in. <laughs> I just I just assumed he was no, Australian. He, he, He's definitely, he's definitely British. That care. does explain why um, British people hate him so much. Because, like, all British people yeah. despise Coldplay. And so... They do. It's, like, it's because it's know, one of their own. Yeah, they can hate on him really? because he's their own. And which, I am proud of Harry Styles for standing up and being right. like, I'm a Coldplay lover. That was a brave and they're the reason, Why is Coldplay... Wow, why is why why is it that though? Why is Coldplay so div- deri- divisive? I think people just kind of think like, they're like kind of doofy and like maybe they were good once and now well, they've just kind of gotten embarrassing. Which I mean, I don't think that, but like <laughs> that's just the general sentiment yeah, yeah. that I pick up on. That is the yeah that British. People I never. Have. I mean, I never. I like. I wouldn't say I ironically liked them, but I really liked them for a while, and then I was just like, oh, this isn't, like, something that I want to listen to right now. But I never disliked them. I never, yeah. like, got to the point where, like, yeah. But, but like, I, I come and go with them, right? Like, it, no, it, it I comes mean, and goes. we obviously love Coldplay. Like, yeah, we're, we're all going see. to go yeah, see them Yeah, I was about to concert. say, yeah, I was about to say, like, we don't have to worry about any of this, because, like, everyone already left whenever I said I love Coldplay at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, okay, everyone, that's all right. The all the British people left. All the British fans of our podcast have now... Left. All one of them, all zero. <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, yeah, like you said, this is a brave statement from Harry Styles saying he loves Coldplay. It's and a real testament to in- how much he must love Coldplay. Exactly for him to say that this is like one of the bands that inspired mm-hmm. him to make music. Like good for him. Yeah. And that, like yeah, like there's interviews where Chris Martin and Harry Styles like talk to each other and stuff like. You know, there's a little bromance there, which I think is nice. Yeah. That's a really great point, by the way, Emily. Like, the, at that level of fame, like, saying anything is saying a statement. Like, it is a, it's going to be a blurb somewhere. It's going to be like a, 
you know, someone's going to uh, quote you on it, you know, and so th- it does mean a lot for him to say it, even if, like, what I was saying earlier was just like, oh, is, it, is he just saying brilliant or is he just saying brilliant? Um, it doesn't matter because it's all going to be Yeah, magnified. it's not like they were like, oh, my God, yeah. Harry Styles loves They have to understand. Play? They have to know that, too, right? Like, they have to know that, like. Well, I mean, super fans know. Oh, yeah. Are going to know everything about Harry Styles. <laughs> I mean, for whatever reason, me and my dad used to listen to One Direction sometimes together. Or, like, I would make fun of him. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I would just be like, oh, my God, Dad, I know you love One Direction. Um, and I remember he was actually the one that told me that Chris Martin liked One Direction. Oh. He Because he's a huge Coldplay fan, too. And he was like, you know, Coldplay said that One Direction was one of the best bands around right now. And I was like, really? So, wow. that was a... High praise. Yeah. Revelation. That's cool. All right. So, anything else to add about um, this song, AM? Um, no, just uh, tweet us uh, with your favorite AM conspiracy theory. And, uh, yeah, Thank we'll, you. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Actually, we won't, but do it anyway. Um, okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, all right. So, now we're going to rate this one to five locks of Harry's hair. Mm, so, okay. I'll start. Um, I'm going to give it a solid four. Oh. Because I really, really like this song. Like, I like the vibe of it. I like the sentiment. And I think it's just a solid song. Like, there's nothing that wrong about it. Uh, Emily, you go next because I'm curious. I'm going to give it a three. I? Um, I, again, I like it. It's fine. But, like, I don't think there's anything remarkable about it. Like, I would never... I, I think it is just a normal song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I like, yeah. I'm rounding it out right here because I'm I was thinking 3.5 because well only because like the last one and maybe I'll adjust these later. I, I don't know if I actually will, but like um, I gave the last one a three and I, I think I, uh, this song definitely resonated more with me. Like you like you this know, one more? Yeah, I do. I, uh, maybe like it's probably on the same level musically for me personally. Um, like I like like I think they're both good like pretty good medium like level songs like the first one's a ballad this one's more of like a mellow song but um this that this one like just conceptually i i related to a lot more so i have to rate it higher all right so an average of 3.5 for am cool all right um thanks you guys uh so we do now have instagram and twitter profiles you can follow us at a Harry pod on both of those platforms um so yeah thanks for listening and next week we're going to be listening to act my age another one direction classic